come, you could feel the Christmas in the air, isn't it? We thank God it's a time to celebrate his son. I will read a scripture about the dedication of Jesus Christ. That will be found in Luke chapter 2, from 21 down. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise him, he was named Jesus. The name the angel had given him before he had been conceived. When the time of their purification, according to the law of Moses, had been completed, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem and to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord. A pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon. Who was what? Righteous and what? Devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. I love how he's been described. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he will not die before he has seen the Lord Christ. What a great revelation. The more God waited, the more he will live long. The Holy Spirit have told him, you will not die until you see the Christ. And sometimes days will pass with God's promise. Nothing seems to happen. No sign is seen or heard. Probably he, has been, he was looking for who will be born. And he was looking that maybe in the palace they will give birth. But he never had any announcement that a child will be born in the palace. But he still kept on doing what? Waiting. When God promised, there's a need to wait. Let's continue. It has been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he will not die before he had seen the lost Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, this Simeon, his great. He heard from the Spirit. He was moved by the Spirit. He's a man who hears, who is filled with the Spirit, who is moved by the Spirit, and who is also led by the Spirit. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple court. When the parent brought in the child, Jesus, to do for him what the custom of the law required. There were many people in the temple, maybe many people around, but none of them saw Jesus as the Savior. They saw him as one of the common, uh, the children that is born. It takes the spirit to unveil and to reveal Christ to man. That is why salvation comes by revelation. It is when men see Christ that they give their life. 
This man, by revelation, managed to know that Jesus was in the temple. So let's look at what happened. Simeon took him in his arm and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, so he acknowledged God as a sovereign Lord. He does whatever he wants to do. He can choose to pick a young girl and make him the mother of God. He can choose to bring anyone and lift anyone and make him great. He's sovereign. Nobody directs him what to do. He doesn't need to debate and say, should this, the child come from this person or not? He doesn't need to sit down and discuss and seek permission from anyone. If God wants to do anything, he's sovereign. He has all its sovereignty in him. He takes decisions and nobody can change it. So he said, sovereign God, you determine and you decided and you even made the time. You know, Jesus came at the fullness of the time. The time Jesus was to come had been planned. Nobody knew it, but people have prophesied. Isaiah and the, throughout the Bible from Genesis, there were prophecies about this coming. They said some of them saw him as somebody like Moses that will come, and Israel was waiting to see. You see, sometimes the time you fail, the thing won't happen. That is the time it happens. But God has his time. Generation after generation, People were looking, and I think for about 42 generations, the Bible said that in the fullness of time, so God waited, but when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law. So the day he was born, the season he was born, the time he was born, was planned. There were other powerful nations that have come. The time he was born, Israel was not. Ah, there were some greater nations that were dominating Israel. I thought if a king will be born, it should be born when the Israel was very powerful and ruled the entire world. But that was not, not that. He came when they were under some rule. Where nobody expected that a king could come. No wonder Herod was threatened. And look at what he said. I'm going back to Simeon's prayer. Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. Never die without fulfilling God's promises in your life. Amen. Simeon held on to the promises and the promises kept him. Anytime you hold on to the promise of God, the word and the promise will keep you alive. In spite of every difficult and storm that will come on your way, 
the promise will keep you alive. It will preserve you. Well, when God speaks, he will also watch over his word until it is performed in your life. He never speak a word and the word going and coming back void. Why will it come void? It goes and goes and when it comes to you, you said the man is dead. Can you imagine? He said, this man you will see, Jesus before you die, God has spoken, his spirit has revealed, and God has done. So the word is emotion, is moving. Then this son is born, and before he is born, the man is dead. Even the word have gone, and having found, having been fulfilled. So God's word will surely be fulfilled. I'm not talking about the imaginations of men. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit revealed to him. So there, Simeon was righteous, devout. He put all his life, even though the promise was keeping long, he never gave up. He kept on serving the Lord. He kept on serving the Lord. He kept on serving the Lord because someone must, who is righteous and very devout must take him, Jesus, in his hand as a baby. Because the work he's coming to do is a righteous work. He must, the person must, he's going to devote all his life to that. So he needs somebody who has that quality to lift him in his hands. So he held him and he said, now I'm satisfied. The second reason is that we should never be satisfied if we've never found Christ. Don't allow anybody to die without finding Christ. I'm giving you a charge. If somebody is around you, it is your duty to speak that word to him. And that word will continue to move in the life. But he must find Christ. Christ must be in him first before he leaves this world. Anyone that leaves this world without Christ never lives in peace. He lives in pieces. If people have to die in peace, it is Christ in them. It doesn't matter what you're going through. Once you have Christ, death have no power over you. Even if you die, you are not dying in trouble, but you are dying in peace. Let this be, each one of us, let us live this well peacefully. When somebody is gone peacefully, for me, the person and Christ's relationship is right. I pray that that is how we must all die. Somebody say, Prophet, Christmas, you are preaching this fearful message. <laughs> when they were dedicating him, there were two people that actually knew that he was the Christ. The rest didn't know. The rest saw him as an ordinary person. Sometimes somebody can walk among us and he sees a young man and says, this guy 
can be a good footballer. In a village, everybody sees him as useless, but he sees him as a star. I pray that you will have the ability to see. If we have this ability to see, that is my prayer. We will be able to make the best choices, even in selecting presidential candidates and uh, other candidates. Sometimes appearances is not what it is. It's what is within a man. Because God looks is what is within you. If God hasn't given you anything, that then you can't bring it out. It is what God put in somebody that we can have. No matter how much you teach a dog to climb trees, take him through tree climbing lesson one, lesson two, lesson three, take him to tree climbing university. Leave him and a cat or a monkey who hasn't been to that school. Throw something up in a on top of a tree and ask the dog and the monkey to go and pick it. Who? The dog has a degree of climbing tree. <laughs> the monkey, he hasn't gone to that school. Which one of them will be able to go and pick that thing and bring it? So you'll be frustrated if you Expect that dog to climb and bring it. You will whip it. You will beat it. You will do everything. That dog can't climb to that place. That is what we do to our children. We expect our children to be like other people's children. They are not doctors. You say, Chinchina, be a doctor. They have their own gift who they came with. The duty of parents is to discover what they brought. The duty of our school is not to teach them what they should be, but know what is in them and help them to reach out to that place. I wish Minister of Education will find a way and have a place where they can identify talent and gifting of children and train them in that in the line where they are so they don't struggle in life. The reason why so many people are struggling in life is that they want them to be what they are not. Anna and Simeon had that ability. They were able to know what is in Christ. Others saw him as ordinary people. They saw him as a carpenter. In actual fact, even after his groom, they were still, even working miracle, they still saw him as a carpenter. They still wanted him to become a carpenter. But he wasn't a carpenter. Even if he's a carpenter, he's a spiritual carpenter. If your leg breaks, he'll put it together, and hammer, and put it there, and you're straight. Is that not the carpenter's son? 
Is that not the carpenter? His brothers and sisters like this. I pray the ability and the intuition to know is the number one key. Once you know who you are, your confidence is great. See, no matter what anybody calls you, you know yourself. And let me tell you the truth. Nobody will know you better than yourself. The reason why many seem to have been failures is because of lack of knowing this. They go to do things they are not called for. You see, every purpose on this earth, your purpose is known by how you are made. A fish is created to have things that can help it to swim. Me, I don't have those things. So my swimming will be for a period. If we bring a fish out to come and race with me, I will get to my destination before a fish. But if you put me in water with a fish, for us to reach Akushombo Dam, to reach from Akushombo there to Yeji, the fish will get Yeji and meet me on the way. Because that is his, his strength and where he can do. Don't let us put people where they are not. So sometimes I don't like people say, yeah, oh, I'm a defense. When you want a defense, you want defense. Because two of us are not going to the same place. So how can you be first? Life is not a race with you. I have my personal race I'm running. So, defense. I know those who always are first. And so then they just pride themselves, I am this, because they have a sharp brain that can retain, uh, that can copy things quickly and reproduce the same thing. Some to have a brain that can, it may not copy, it, it look at the thing and is able to make something great out of it. Yeah. All of us have our use. Simeon and Hannah. One, they were all devout. They were all committed to God. If you want to enjoy Christmas, your commitment must be to God first. Enjoyment of Christmas is not biscuit. It's not a Christmas tree. It's not having new shoe, new dress. At least you know that there's a good man that was born that day. Hannah and Simeon, they were waiting. In fact, Hannah married for some, I think seven years, some few years. There was also a prophet or a prophetess, Hannah, the daughter of Penuel of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She was what? So, we are not the oldest person here. Don't think I am old, so I have finished. No! 
She was very old, but was still serving the Lord. Some of you said the Lord, you are about 40. You get to 50. Say, when you want him. Some of you get to 60. Say, oh, now I'm tired. You are tired. Go and tell. Where? She had lived with her husband how many years? Seven years after her marriage. So she married for how many years? Seven years. And what happened? And then was what? A widow until she was. She was what? A widow who never gave up. A widow who never said, my husband is dead. I am angry with God. A widow who never said, God did not treat me well. A widow who never looked at other women with their husbands and said, God, why did you treat me like this? Instead of sorrowing, she had a focus on God. Whatever condition in which you are in, don't give up. Your consolation should be that Christ, she dedicated her entire life to serve the Lord. Some of us, marriage is our ultimate goal. Some of us say, the day I get married, that day, ah, that's my goal. My knee bent J. Some of the day, the way people are treating me, they don't respect me. If I get a husband, I will receive respect. The way they are treating me in the house, my parents are giving me instruction, go to duty, come and sleep, don't, don't, don't stay outside long, all this in. The day I marry, I am free. Let me tell you, you are not free. <laughs> they call it from bondage to bondage. Sometimes you have to cook, especially when you're in Africa. You have to cook food you don't like to eat. Today, the man said, I want kokunte. If you don't know how to prepare it, you have to go and read books and learn how to do the kokunte. And some of the men, they say, I don't like fridge food. If you're a man, you don't like a fridge food, cook your food. a fresh food that when you're coming buy your fresh food come and prepare and eat don't trouble somebody's daughter <laughs> this life you will never get everything that you like if you think marrying is running away from problem then stay where you are. <laughs> In fact, when you marry, you have your own problem and you add another person's problem. Two problems now. So God will give you a big neck to carry a bigger load. So say, I want to put all my time and serve God. I want to clear everything. And she was serving God. She wasn't looking for anything for anybody. And then was a widow until she was 84. She never left 
the temple, but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. This lady served God, prayed, fasted, dedicated her life to God. No wonder Christ was revealed to him. I pray that Christ will be revealed to you. Finally, let me. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God. You know, all one of them praised God, and any time anybody saw Christ, there was thanksgiving or praise. She gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. The woman at that age prophesied that there was a redeemer coming. Redemption of mankind. Someone who redeemed us from the effect of sin. She gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to who? To all who were what? To the redemption of Jerusalem. Are you looking forward for something? Then Christ came for you. Are you looking forward for a certain promise to be fulfilled? Then that is Christmas for you. Christmas is to remind you that whatever God has promised, he's going to fulfill it. This lady's prophesied as an Israel. Most of you have been waiting for the redemption. The moment you were waiting, we're seeing the Romans, instead of being redeemed, the Romans are, you see the opposite thing. But this is it. The person has come. Redemption has come in the person of Christ Jesus. The Redeemer. Christ the Redeemer. What does it mean to be redeemed? To be brought back. We no longer belong to Satan. Satan power is lost from our life. Christmas is a time of redemption. If you are bound in sin, you can be losing. Because the one who brought you has come. So, brethren, I pray that the revelation of Christ will come to you. We shouldn't only be looking at the shepherd. The shepherds were people that nobody trusted. They were the downtrodden people. If the least people, or this one, Wanyashi, Uncle Shepherd. That was why David was not chosen by his parents. So this shepherd boy, how can a shepherd boy become a king? So God said that Christ, when he came, the first people that really saw or heard about that Christ was born was not those in the palace. The president didn't know it. Even the priests didn't know it. The pastors didn't know it. The bishop didn't know it. 
He didn't reveal it to the bishops. Because now after no more debate to near debate. Yeah, Christology. Went to ordinary shepherd men. God wants simple heart to believe. Amen. And spoke to them and the Christ was born. And he can be found wrapped in a swaddling cloth in a manger. Shepherd understand manger. They can identify where manger is. He was born there and they recognized he was there. And there was a sign. Then the high people too had their revelation. The wise men. Those intelligent people. Those who can dictate and tell you. Those who can put their economic things as say, uh, uh, indicators and say that Ghana City. <laughs> they were not let out. So both great and small. Christ came for us. Amen. In fact, the shepherd were the first people, isn't it? Then, the wise men. The shepherd were very busy working. Look, Unim, the small thing God have given to you, be busy working with it. Hannah was busy working, praying, dedicating herself. Simeon, the same thing, devoured and gave himself. Shepherd were working. Wise men, they were also. So, you cannot just be a lazy man and say, oh, we're a Christian. I say, oh, we're lazy. Who told you? That is a fallacy. It's a lie from the pit. When you become a Christian, you must be a hard worker. Christianity must be shown in your attitude towards work. It's not for lazy men. Because Jesus was not a lazy man. Neither his disciples, while they were whipping them, they were still moving on, trying to work day and night. So Christianity is not a comfortable place. If pastors will not tell you, I am telling you. I hope you are, you, you, you've got me. You're a prophet, this is your message. It doesn't look like a Christmas message. Yeah, it's a Christmas message because Christ came and he suffered. If hard work went through all this and died for you, for me, Christmas is a good news. For this reason, the Son of God was manifested, was born, was given that he might destroy the works of the devil. The day he was born, started crumbling. So remember, no matter what situation in which you are in, today, Jesus is born. But he must be born not in a manger. Where? His original birth was in the manger. Now we are celebrating the birth, so it might be born in your heart. Amen. So decorate your heart with light. 
Christmas is not a time for you to go and chase ladies and men and whatever. Decorate it. Don't mess it up. Make your heart clean. Because Christ is born. God bless you.